Hello, I'm Cass Feely, a historian at the University of Derby. Welcome to Global Derbyshire in 10 Objects, a series of 10 podcasts that examines not only Derbyshire's rich heritage as a global industrial powerhouse, but the heritage of, possibly, one of the UK's most overlooked areas. These podcasts are brought to you by the University of Derby for the Being Human Festival 2020. Being Human is the UK's only national festival of the humanities and is a celebration of humanities research through public engagement. As a festival hub, the University of Derby's programme is rooted in partnerships with museums, archives and libraries across the county to explore this year's festival theme of New Worlds. In these programmes, I'll be meeting with expert curators, archivists, historians and artists to present fascinating stories about 10 diverse objects and artefacts from the 19th, 20th and 21st centuries, each with their own place in the global history of Derbyshire. Over the last three years, thousands of people have worked with Derby Museums to co-produce Objects of Love, Hope and Fear, a world collection. People on the streets of Derby, co-production volunteers and new friends across the globe have cleaned, photographed, researched, interpreted and displayed this important collection of objects. However, a gallery like this can never be considered finished and interpreting these objects makes us have honest, open and sometimes uncomfortable conversations about how these objects came to be in the museum's collection, how they've been labelled, and how they represent Derby today. In this, the first of two conversations between curators and artists, Alison Solomon discusses her relationship with two particular objects, an intricate wooden toy theatre depicting a Shakespearean scene and an ordinary throwaway tin. I'm Laura Phillips, I'm the Head of Interpretation and Display at Derby Museums um, and I'm with Alison Solomon who is a storyteller um, and artist who's been working with us on a display, her display at Derby Museum and Art Gallery. So just to start off with, Alison do you want to tell me a little bit about your display? Yes, thank you very much Laura. So in 2019 I was asked by Derby Museums to look at some of the objects in both their store and in their exhibition space that would be viewed by some people as uh, objects of intolerance um, and how look at how they have been classified and labelled and how we could now label them or classify them differently today. Um, so we started this journey uh, and it was a journey, looking through objects and um, looking at labels and um, starting to look at them with a different eye. However, uh, we were meant to have this display and project complete by May 2020 this year, but COVID-19 put a stop to that. So we had to put this display on hold um, but as you know, not just COVID-19 happened, but um, we had the riots in, in America when the young black gentleman, George Floyd Jr., was killed by the American police officer. And from that, there was a, an explosion around the world of issues that kind of led to 
the Black Lives Matter movement being kind of more energised and um, also being more energised energized in the UK. So now the display will be up and running on the 29th of September. The title is called The Human Programme and it looks at how um, racism has infiltrated across the seven pillars of society. And I think, I think from the museum's point of view, the sector is thinking a lot at the moment and reflecting a lot about representation and, and the stories and narratives that are included or not included in the displays that, that uh, take place in museums. Um, so it seems like a really powerful time to be, to be having these conversations. Um, uh, we have a toy theatre with us. Um, which is um, from Derby Museum's collections. It's a miniature version of Othello um, with its own tiny cast. Um, and I wonder if you want to say something a little bit about why you chose this object particularly to talk about. So, yeah, this amazing toy theatre. Um, I chose it because my other kind of hat is casting, so casting for theatre and film. Um, so I've worked in repertory theatre for many, many years and now I've kind of freelancing casting as a casting director um, so anybody who works in theatre knows that Shakespeare is an industry staple you have to know your Shakespeare or you have to have seen Shakespeare so yeah I've seen it on a number of occasions but I've never had the opportunity to cast it um, but anybody who knows um, Shakespeare's tragedies uh, will like me put it up there with the likes of Hamlet and Macbeth, etc. And this is just an amazing toy theatre. It has all the kind of drama in it. And you, if you're a child or an adult, you'd love to play with it, I'm sure. But um, doing the human programme, this, this uh, project display with Derby Museums has kind of opened my eyes to what the play is really about. Um, and I read the script and completely absorbed myself in the characters and realised the sheer number of racist words that flow throughout the piece that are really quite insidious. It's woven into uh, Othello, which I'd completely missed on, on watching the productions. And through the character of Iago, he really displays the, the cycle of oppression that you sometimes find in society, whereas there's a fear um, of difference, there's stereotyping, there's prejudice, there's, there's difference. And then the main character, Othello, he kind of goes through a, a massive shift from being this amazing, strong gentleman. At the beginning, he then starts to internalise the oppression um, and he starts to question his own racial identity and how he can fit in with the other characters. So it, it's an amazing piece, but um, it, it kind of sits across the, the kind of seven pillars, really. Um, so looking at this beautiful toy theatre um, piece, it, showing you that it's the arts, but this piece could be used by families to teach their children about, about uh, Othello. It could be used by schools in the education pillar. Also, we need to know that the government at that time were the time that Shakespeare wrote Othello, which was 1603. 
Before that, um, in about 1601, there were kind of draft bills being drawn up by government that time, wanting black and uh, black amours expelled from the UK. So really, Othello fits into the, the time. I think Shakespeare was only... I mean, really, if we go deeper, Shakespeare didn't really write Othello. It was uh, a rehashing of... Um, a similar story some hundred years beforehand. Um, so we see the cycle go round and round and, and the story of, of uh, fear between the dominant and non-dominant races being played out, literally <laughs> played out um, with this amazing toy theatre here. So yeah, it's quite an interesting... So that's why I wanted to... Uh, to look at uh, Othello because of its relevance to um, its relevance to our, the project lab and 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 today. And and actually, it's going to be a, be used in a, in a later version of the project lab because we you ended up finding so much material in the collections um, that we've actually ended up decided to do a, a changing display. So the first display will focus more on childhood and family and education. Um, and this one, I think, will go into more of an arts and media focused mm -hmm. display a little bit later on. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I know you have a particular interest in ephemera um, and objects that, that cross social classes and, and in many cases probably um, wouldn't normally um, or possibly shouldn't survive. Um, but we have plenty of these things in the collection, which I know you've mined into for your, for your display. Um, I know you've, you've got something interesting there. I wonder mm. if you want to say a little bit more about it. So yeah, I am a fan of collecting. I'm also a dealer as well, which is in uh, antiques and collectibles. So I kind of understand that collecting mind. And ephemera is one of those that are just, you know, quite amazing. I love to look into um, that world. Here in my hand, I have a, uh, a very old Robertson's apricot jam uh, tin uh, and it has on the front on its label uh, a little gollywog and anybody who knows Robertson's jam back in the day will know that they basically uh, promoted the gollywog on many of their products. So something like this I mean it really shouldn't still be in existence I mean who could continues to collect these things. Ephemera really means things that are short-lived. So most things like this would have ended up in the bin. But being a collector and also a dealer myself, I know that the collecting mind and people love to collect, um, to find rarities, uh, to find pieces that will finish a collection, uh, quirky items, um, and things like that. So this is the reason why something like this has survived, and this is why we've, we've got it in the museum's collection, and it forms part of our project display. However, on the, on the, on the bad side, um, this object continues to um, speak of stereotypes that have existed since um, 
for, for many, many years, going back to slavery and the Industrial Revolution. Um, and we can see now how something like this um, and the ideology behind it um, can continue to infiltrate society and um, infiltrate the younger generations who are, are avid collectors now of vintage and retro items. The person who created the Gollywog and um, created the image for the Gollywog didn't copyright the image. So people such as Robertson's and other commercial companies were had the free reign to put this image of the Gollywog on to their products and produce. Um, and this is why there was such a proliferation of the stereotype, the stereotypical image of the, the black person in the form of the Gollywog um, uh, that circulated in society. Um, and I think, I think the, the, the apricot jam is a prime example of the kind of object that is tricky for museums because it's the kind of thing that when we potentially get offered it to bring into the museum as part of the collection, I think it then, it then pulls on our strings about whether we should be or shouldn't be collecting that kind of material and, and then how and why do we display it. So it's just one example of how um, you know, the questions and the conversations that we've had through the creation of your disbursement, Alistair, has been just so fascinating and so important. And, uh, and yeah, just thank you very much. Thank you. Global Derbyshire in 10 Objects is presented by the University of Derby for the Being Human Festival 2020 and it was presented by me, Kath Feely, for the University of Derby. Being Human is the UK's only national festival of the humanities, a celebration of humanities research through public engagement It is led by the School of Advanced Study at the University of London, the UK's national centre for the pursuit, support and promotion of research in the humanities, in partnership with the Arts and Humanities Research Council and the British Academy. For more information, visit beinghumanfestival.org. The Global Derbyshire in 10 Objects podcast series was produced by Roger Morford.